Thanks for checking out this episode of the Box Score Podcast. Join Mark, Dave, and Kyle as we discuss the big Harden trade that went down this past week. We talk about our biggest winners and losers of the trade, as well as we talk about the NBA season. We talk about our biggest surprises and our biggest disappointments. So thanks for listening. All right, moving on to the NBA. Big trade this, this week. Probably the biggest trade I can remember in the past couple of years. Uh, I'll recap the trade, and then we can talk about our winners and our losers of the trade. So the Brooklyn Nets got James Harden and a 2024 second-round pick, uh, courtesy of the Cavs. Um, the Rockets, get ready for this. Victor Oladipo from Pacers. Uh, Exum from the Cavs. Uh, Kirkus from the – how do you say his name? Kirkus? Yes. Kirkus. He doesn't play. <laughs> um, from the Nets. And then they got four unprotected first-round draft picks. 2022, 24, and 26, plus pick swaps, <laughs> 21, 23, 25, and 27. Also, Milwaukee's 22nd uh, first-round pick via Cleveland. That's where the Rockets got. Insane. Pacers, Karis LeVert, and uh, a 23 second round, courtesy of the Rockets. And the Cavs got Jared Allen and Prince. Four-team deal. Winners and losers, Go. Massive. It's tough. And Levert is hurt. Well, not hurt. He has he's out for indefinitely right now because of uh I don't know what it, what it's called, a cyst that was found on his um kidney. So that's a you know, did they know that before? Is that gonna ruin this whole deal? Imagine Would they do that. Imagine that he fails his physical. I don't think like, they yeah. can. No. No, Harden's because Harden's play already tonight. Played. He's already but, Harden's playing tonight. Not well, but he's playing tonight. That's how <laughs> 30 points isn't well. He he was when I last checked, he only had eleven points and he was like one for nine out from the field or something like that. That's every game. It all depends it all depends on how many free throws he gets. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay, here, I'll tell you my first winner in this trade. I'll tell you my winners, okay? My winners right. is James Harden. He gets exactly what he wants. He gets to go to the Nets and, you know, do whatever he thinks he's going to do there. Uh, he is the he is the biggest winner in this whole trade. And then, honestly, I would actually jump the Rockets and Nets, and I would actually say the Pacers and the Cavs are the, the runner-up winners in this deal because the Cavs got um, two solid players – I actually think Jared Allen has been playing unbelievable this year and the last it's year. It's a big loss too. for the Nets. Yeah. It's a big loss for them. So you you basically pulled him for nothing. You got Torian Prince, who's a nice rotation piece and a good defensive player. Mm-hmm. You give up pretty much nothing. Then if you look at the Pacers, they get Levert for an Oladipo who they're going to lose this year. Yep. That was, was already coming. They already knew that was taking place. They already yep. knew that was happening. So they get Levert and they get a pick just for nothing, like just for being a part of the deal. They just mm-hmm. really don't give up anything. And they're like, hey, let us help you. And they get these pretty solid pieces in return. And again, I agree. My two winners were the Cavs and the Pacers. Um, again, to echo what you said, right? The Cavs get Jared Allen, who's young, 
And again, where I know we always joked when we were growing up and stuff, I always went for young players in video games. I always wanted to get younger and younger and younger for my teams whenever we built teams on NHL and NBA. But again, Allen's younger. Now they don't have to keep Drummond, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and all, essentially what they gave up was Exum, who doesn't fit on their team, and a second-round pick, and they got a rotation piece in Prince, and they got a future building Brock in Allen. And then the Pacers, they got a guy, again, younger. I didn't know about the assist thing, but again, Lavert is younger than Oladipo. He plays almost an identical game, and the only difference is, is he has something to prove, right? He has something to prove. He wants to be an all-star, right? So he wants to be a starter, so I think he is going to fit perfectly with the Pacers, and he's got longer term. He still has two years on his deal. Yeah, exactly. Don't have to worry about free agency because they're not drawing anyone in. So to get a guy that has two more years on his deal for essentially for free, yeah, is amazing <laughs> for them. And who last year proved that he deserves to be a starter and proved that he has the potential to be an all-star, borderline all-star, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to disagree with both of you. Uh, I think Houston, uh, when you give up an MVP player like James Harden, it's hard to come out on the winning side of that trade. And I think they did. Uh, You get four first round picks. I mean, that alone. I mean, I know you're gambling on future players, Mm but one of those years you're bound to hit, I think, at least one good, like rotational player. And you get rid of a toxic player who didn't want to be there in the first place. Right. I think that that's hard to, you know, quantify in, in a trade um, four pick swaps and three players. I mean, and they still have a solid rotational team yeah. with wall and cousins and Tucker and Gordon and now Levert, like, well, not Levert, but you know what yeah, I mean? No. Like, yeah, yeah. They have, the, they have a Depot. really good eight seed in the West first round exit team. It's perfect for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so here's, if that. Here, well if, I mean, and then like in three years you know like if one of those picks land like you know like i think they play they're playing the long game here and i think they're kind of going into this little mini rebuild um and i don't see a better package they could have gotten for james harden than what they got okay so let's just say the if this is the the border this is the baseline everyone says that the team who wins is the team that gets the best player okay so right now today james harden is the best player but I think they lost this deal, the Rockets, because they could have had Ben Simmons. And if you look three, four, five years down the road, who's the better player? Ben Simmons, who's an all-NBA player, an all-star, all-defensive player in this league who could develop a three-point shot. He's pretty young still. So three years from the, down the line, James Harden, you know, gains another 10 pounds each offseason. <laughs> okay? He's already getting older. And <laughs> Ben Simmons, three years from now, probably a better player than, than James Harden in three years. So you are saying that, you know, Houston's taking – they had to choose because they had Ben Simmons and Tyreek – Tyreek Maxey on the table mm-hmm. offered for James Harden, their first round pick top 15 pick this year. Who's playing well this year, mind you. And they decided, you know, what, we're going to go over the picks where the uncertain things over 
you know, the already proven all-star who could actually be better than James Harden in the next three to yeah. five years. Yeah. Not saying at like that yeah. Harden's peak, but in three yeah. years. I'm just, I'm not as high on Simmons as I know a lot of people are. Uh, I've just never appreciated his game in a, in a league that's going more towards the three-point shooting. I think by the time he develops a half-decent three-point shot, it's going to be too late. He's going to be, you know, 32, and no one's going to care about Ben Simmons. Uh, I mean, I think the flip for to get Oladipo, uh, I mean, I don't see a reason why. I mean, it's a risk, obviously, as he's one year left, but I don't see why he wouldn't sign with the Rockets, even if they make the eighth seed and get knocked out in round one. Houston's a good basketball city. So Ben Start. Simmons is already a top 15 player in this league without a three-point shot because of his defense, because of mm-hmm. his passing. So without that, and then you pair him with a John Wall, right? So you don't mm-hmm. even need him to shoot because all he has to do is facilitate. He's mm-hmm. kind of like a cheap Giannis, but better passer, yeah. right? He yeah. can drive to the net. He can pass the ball, get the rebounds, play defense. Mm-hmm. Not going to shoot so much for you, but makes everyone around him better. Sure. I don't love a game, but he's already top 15 and he doesn't yeah. shoot. That's just based off his defense and passing. Yeah, I know. I think the Rockets looked at it, and, and you're right. Like they just said, no, we'd rather not. I mean, either they they like the package better from Brooklyn, or they decided against Ben Simmons because they didn't like what he had to offer. I don't, I don't know, but I'm just not as high as Simmons you as know. a lot of people are. Any other winners? I would definitely say the the elephant in the room for me for losers is the Nets' future. I mean, come on, this is the elephant in the room, okay? You so. We said it's that close when to they the traded for uh, Garnett and Pierce. Yeah, you just experienced that in 2013. But look what they have now. Lost, Durant, but in that deal, Kyrie, I don't care. Look at this matter. deal, okay? You have the for in 2013, they gave up three unprotected picks and a pick swap. In this deal, they gave up four unprotected picks or ro- the Rockets got four unprotected picks and three pick swaps and players. For one guy, right? And again, oh, and don't forget that second round pick. They got a second round pick out of it. (laughs) So again, and here's what I'll say too, right? They mortgaged their future for a guy who's 31. And by the time his deal is done, he'll be 33 turning 34. And again, like Mark said, he's going to be fat as fat can be because apparently he doesn't care about what game shape he's in anymore listen Harden can sit there on the three-point line no all game and not move and he would still score 30 points every single game but he's not going to win you the game he hasn't he's proven that and he's he not going to get you defense he's getting better have you he's seen Harden's defense it's atrocious it's getting he's better on the downward side of his development listen <laughs> Listen, I'm just, you know, and I'm just, I'm dreaming that Westbrook somehow finds his way and then that's, and it's like an Oklahoma City <laughs> 2.0, you know. I'd, Only that's... older and slower. Okay, yes. so here's a question I have for you. So, yeah, I agree. I totally agree. The the Nets are a huge loser. You got to learn from your past mistakes, right? That's what we were told growing up and they decided to make the same mistake. But okay, in five They did years the same thing because Jason Kidd was their coach. Exactly. Five <laughs> and now years it's from Steve now. Nash. Exactly. Who is going to be more concerned about their future moving forward? The Nets or the Clippers, who've both given away all of their picks? Five probably years from now. Clippers. Probably the Nets. I would say the Nets. The Clippers, because again, they gave up everything for Kawhi Leonard, who hasn't even guaranteed next season. All right. Let me ask <laughs> you this. That's all I'm saying. Let's say the Nets win either this year or next year. Is this trade worth it? Yes. No. It is. Would you rather. 
cheer for a team who is, you know, in the playoffs every year and never wins or a team that wins. Don't you feel so much better being a Raptors fan now that they've won? Yes, I can tell all the haters, like, well, look at we won a chip. Like, shut up, right? I'd rather yeah. win, yeah. But here's the thing. You gave up seven years of your future. Seven years. But they can get that back. For like, a guy to, who could. already got it too. Here's why the seven years doesn't matter. Because if they win, well, that right there wants people, gets people to come to you. You are in New York, so you're not like necessarily going to miss out on free agents. And the NBA, if it's proven us anything, it's that it can change like like a, with a snap, and anybody can be on any team at any moment. Think of Kawhi to the Raptors. Who in the world would have ever thought that was going to happen? So yeah, you, you're taking the risk of hey, you know, we're a big market city. Who if we win, if we win, then we could actually overtake the Knicks and actually change the narrative around us. And so yeah, okay, so we have Durant at 35. If Harden at 35, we have all these guys older. Some other guys are going to come there, or those guys are going to move on, and they're going to have this, 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 you know, culture that's around them of winning and not just losers anymore. Over the last three years, if they can, I don't see it happening. Yeah, that's why I think this trade's worth it because I, I can see, see them winning. Again, I can I'll see them winning this. the next two years. Like, you know, I can't. They have but Durant, the, Lakers, the best basketball player in the league. Like, whoa, that's a huge overstatement. Whoa. I okay. <laughs> Top three, I think. And I think he's so far, he's, you know, he's playing amazing so far. I mean, he's got a lot to prove right now, but you, yeah. you I don't see Brooklyn winning in the next two years, and I don't see Harden re-signing, and I don't see Durant staying, honestly. I think I don't see Kyrie this either, trade so. is going <laughs> to, in three years, Brooklyn is going to fire their GM, and they're done. That That's what I'm calling right now. You you got to think, if, if Durant... Or sorry, this team, if if they don't make the pass this let's just say they make the playoffs this year, they go to the second round, they lose in game seven to Boston, let's just say. If they lose and they come back next year and they come out with a rough start, how in the world do those two players not explode on each other? Uh, they don't. Durant has to be the from what I've saw, Durant was kind of orchestrated, like pushed for Harden a bit. He has got to be the guy that's like Kyrie Harden, you gotta share the ball. Like if you want to win, like put your ego aside. I don't see it happening because it's Kyrie Irving and he's blown up two teams already. But the problem is we can only control what we can control. So he can do whatever and whatever he wants to do in the world. If he, he could be the best person now, even though everyone hates him in the whole league, Durant. And he could change it all, but they still have to choose to to follow suit. Yeah. And Harden and Irving? <laughs> I don't really? Know. I don't Two know. Durant, I just don't think there's a better scorer in the NBA than Durant right now. Or uh, I can name five. <laughs> I just no. I think no one has the the ability to score as Chris easily Boucher. from any. Name them, Mark. I want you to name them. Name five. You want me to name five better scorers in the league than Kevin Durant pure, right like, now? Pure scores, like who yeah. can just score at will anywhere on the court. Five have guys. You, have you have you watched Chicago? Have you seen what's his face on Chicago? Levine. He can score Levine. at will. Brandon Ingram can score out well. Like, I've been watching some of these games. Sure. Um, Zion is pretty close. If he can if he can stay healthy, he's mm-hmm. pretty just like, give me the ball, I'm going to score for you. Uh, Giannis, if you watch him in the regular season, he just takes over. Luca takes over. Trey Young. Uh, okay, let's go out west. You got Anthony Davis. Pretty ridiculous. Uh, Kawhi still has that killer instinct. You know what? Like, it's 
pretty every team seems to have that one player who can take over except for the raptors for some reason <laughs> james harden Kyrie. <laughs> yeah. like there's a ton of players morant he's even looking pretty yeah. unbelievable the only two players i'd agree with you on that list are luca and uh maybe Kyrie or james harden and two of those three are on the same team as durant i just don't know i don't like uh, durant has you know the three-pointer, he's got the mid-range, he's got the, the the handles, he's got the finish at the basket, he can finish with power, uh, he can he's finish enormous. with finesse. Like, there's but no he one that has... playing 20 minutes a game. He hasn't been playing a ton, and he has come off a huge injury. Sure. You, you know his stats so far? 53.7% from three, 46 field goal, second in points per game with almost 30, 29.4. Um, how many games has he played of the third team's games of their team's games mm-hmm. i would imagine i, think, I, checked, like I think most of them i think he's only missed so, like two games this is what i mean this is him coming back his first games back from his injury yeah an injury that i mean he, he could slow down and i don't like but it's durant i don't think he's ever slowed down i don't think he will except for that whole leg thing like 500 days <laughs> yeah, except for that whole thing yeah, that was a slowdown. <laughs> that was? Is when he didn't it? play for 500 days. Okay. But it's not like his game has declined. Like, he just got injured. That can happen to anyone. Yeah. All right. So then, uh, okay, I guess this is into our losers? final topic. Who are your losers? You kind of touched on them. Loser. My loser. Yeah, the yeah. Rockets and the Nets. The All Rockets right. because they didn't get Simmons and the mm-hmm. Nets because they didn't learn from their past and there's no Fair. way that this is going to work out. Fair. I, I kind of went off and I uh, kind of off the trade and I said the 76ers are the biggest losers. Um, you missed out on James Harden, first of all. Uh, MVP player, you put him on any team and you're a content top five team in your conference. Uh, and you put you put Ben Simmons on the trading block and then nothing happened, right? I think that's got to add some tension to the team and an already an, an organization that's struggled with that already. Uh, and I just, I don't know how you go from there. I mean, I guess you could sit down and say, hey, you know, we traded you, it's business, get over it. We're not trading you actively, I don't know. But I feel like that just added tension to a tremendous, like a difficult relationship already to begin with. And again, I would agree with the fact that, okay, if you can get James Harden to play with Embiid the way he's playing this year, that's that's terrifying. That's a terrifying thought. And I, I would say, personally, I think that's that combo for pick and roll is more terrifying than the idea of having Harden and Durant on the same team together again. Because that those two players would complement each other, whereas the players in uh, Brooklyn don't. Right. So I agree with you there. I think, again, Philly lost in a way. I think the Raptors, if we're going off that, the Raptors won by not getting James Harden. Um, I almost wrote that too. Because, again, yeah. come on. Like, we will have to give up, up that everything. Pack, that kind of early. package for Harden. Yeah. I don't see us doing that. Besides, too smart. He has a brain. Yeah. He's got a brain. Yeah. I also have Kyrie specifically losing this deal. Uh, I don't know what he's doing with his life right now. Like, why is he not playing basketball? I don't understand. Like, he should just retire. I just don't think he likes playing basketball. I don't know what it is. He just wants the paycheck. Don't worry, man. He's sage. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I mean, like, he couldn't play behind the what LeBron, and now he's going to play behind Harden and Durant. Like, that's not going to happen. 
I don't think he's on the nets after this year. I just, I don't know what he's doing. I think he loses. You can't pull an Andrew Bynum and just hate basketball, get traded from place to place until teams go, this guy isn't worth it. And then he'll retire. He's so talented. It's so frustrating. He's such a good basketball player. And if he just cared, was able to put his ego aside, just a sliver of it. Um, he'd be unstoppable. Uh, the, the thing with the Nets is their window to win, honestly. Like, I think we've alluded to it, but their window is this year. If they don't win this year, it falls apart. Yeah. Totally falls apart with their egos, with their depth, with the cap situation, with all those things. I don't know how that... I think if they make finals, they're okay. I don't see them making finals this year unless they can, unless they figure it out, but they don't have a big, right? What DeAndre Jordan is going to get every single rebound. I think he's the only center on roster right now. Like, I don't I don't see that happening. They have some rookie guy that's not very good. I know it's easier to fill up a center than it is a guard or a wing, but not the level they would need to, to be contenders this year. Hey, Todd Gibson is a free agent. <laughs> there you go. He's been linked to the Raptors right. for like seven years. <laughs> He'll come eventually. I hope not. As a coach. <laughs> All right. Anyone? Anyone else? Any more thoughts on the trade overall? We we touched on a lot there. No. I think we're no. good. Yeah. All right. Moving on to our final topic. We're about a quarter way, rough give or take, through the NBA season. Uh, so, what are your biggest surprises? Biggest disappointments? I know we've kind of. I think I've touched on mine a little bit, but what are your general thoughts so far on the NBA so far? I would say my first biggest surprise is just the level of. Like, if you look at the standings, everybody's close. Like, there's no, like, loser, loser, loser team this year, it seems like. I mean, other than Detroit, but you know, that's the Raptors. You signed but... 20 forwards. Um, but, like, if you look at all the teams, like, everyone is, is winning. Obviously, the Raptors are on the other side of that spectrum. But the biggest surprise to me is just, like, Charlotte, Atlanta, the Knicks, you know, Orlando is winning, like, all these teams have even, you know, five, almost 500 records and they don't look like the league doesn't look so drastically separated this year. That seems to be the biggest change for me. I feel, I feel like removing home court advantage almost has done that because it's even the playing field. Like you look at the Raptors who, I mean, they're, they're not even playing in Canada, but let alone like in front of their fans, one of the best fan bases in the world, you remove that. I think that has a huge effect on a team. Yeah. Even OKC is six and six. Like everyone projected them to be like a, a bottom seed this year mm-hmm. in the West. Yeah, I would say for me, similar, except the only thing I would counter with is the thing that surprised me is how dominant the Lakers have looked. Everyone else seems to be pretty even, but the Lakers, I didn't, it, everyone expected them to be very good and the top of the Western Conference. Don't get me wrong, but how dominant and how well they're meshing so quickly. I think that's what's shocking me is that they can, they can, LeBron can literally make anyone better. He's making the two guys that were sixth man of the year and runner up for sixth man of the year look better somehow. He is, again, somehow LeBron has shocked the world again. He is an ageless wonder. The guy goes off. He he's so dominant. I just I don't. It, it uh, stood out to me how good they've been, how consistent they've been. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, but I 
I agree with you totally. I actually chose them to win almost, I chose them to win 59 games in this shortened season. Because <laughs> I, I just, wow. how yeah. did they not with that team in front of them, with the additions they made? And LeBron, is, is he's proven over and over and over again. He doesn't need, like, they, he doesn't have that excuse. Like, we're still trying to figure each other out. We're still meshing. He just goes to a team and they dominate. Just the way it is. Yeah. He doesn't have excuses for what, for why they're not performing. If they're not performing, he says, we're not performing like we're supposed to. And then he steps his game up if he has to. Look at the Cavs when they won. He had an, a depleted and injured squad, and he still brought them there. He goes to the Lakers. Yes, they missed the playoffs. He also missed games the first year. Second year, wins a chip. Like, LeBron is – I think we can all agree LeBron is – probably the most dominant player to play the game of basketball. And again, he is the, he is the player that can go into a franchise. I think he could literally go into Detroit today (laughs) and get them into the playoffs because he's that good. Yeah. I agree. So, but again, just seeing how well the Lakers have played so quickly is is a surprise to me. It, it, he's surpassed expectation for me. Fair enough. Uh, I know you touched on it, John Mark, but I uh, I have Charlotte and specifically Lamelo Ball on my list of surprises. I mean, as of Friday, they're eighth in the East at six and seven. I know they play tonight. Uh, they're first in assist a game at twenty eight point nine, fifth in uh, shots per or steals per game, tenth uh, in defensive rating. I mean, I don't think anyone expected Charlotte to be that decent at basketball. I mean, and LaMelo ball, I mean, it's, it's LaMelo ball. I don't, it's, if you got LaVar as a father, you kind of like, you know, as almost a joke, like, ugh, ball, whatever. Right. But I mean, I can see him winning rookie of the year this year. He's third in points per game, first in rebounds, first in assist, first in steals. Uh, And I, you know, with Graham not playing that well, I can see him starting in February and even just increasing those numbers. And I can see him carrying Charlotte to eighth seed in the East this year. Uh, they'll probably they'll lose to Boston or Milwaukee, but or the Nets probably in the first round. But I mean, I think they can go six and two in the rest of January. They play Raps tonight, Washington, Chicago, Orlando, Pacers twice, like in the Bucks. Like I think they can continue the streak. And in a short season, these streaks and these runs you can go on are just so much more important. And I think they're going to st- great, great way to start off a weird season. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say we're still talking surprises, right? Yeah. <laughs> I would say um, Boucher, his play. Uh, well, and, you know, disappointment would be OG because I thought OG was going to take that step. And I, I, I believe in Boucher, but I'm a little disappointed in the fact that OG has sucked and, and Boucher has been playing, like literally playing at a, an incredible level. Yeah, I would say another surprise too is Gordon Hayward. Just his comeback. The the guy, again, to bring it back to Charlotte, right? The guy has gone off. And I think he's been waiting. Like it, you look at the point production in Boston, right? He was coming off an injury in Boston. Then he had a season where off of that injury, he was putting up 17 points a game. Like that's, that's solid production for being a third or fourth option on a team. Right. So I think he was just waiting to lead a team again. And when he got into Charlotte, like 
I'm sorry. Yes, you have the LaMelo ball, but you don't know what to expect from a rookie. So to get a guy like Gordon Hayward to come in and do what he does, which is lead a team, I think he's done an excellent job this year too. And I think, again, it was a surprise to a lot of people because of how his production went down, quote-unquote, in Boston. Well, I, mean, I, don't know I think you... it just changed him. I think the fact that he just but, played yeah. a single game after that injury is just a testament to – to who the, who he is, and I think any team is better with him on on the court. Even yeah, he puts up two I points agree. a game. Yeah, two points better. Exactly. My only other surprise really is Kevin Durant. We kind of already talked about him again, coming from usually a career-ending injury, or they say what eighty percent production of what you normally would be after an Achilles injury. But he looks to me amazing, and I mean, an eighty percent of Kevin Durant is better than 95% of the NBA. So, yeah. I think the only problem with Durant this year is the team around him. I don't think they complement his game um, like Golden State did. So, I think that's the only – that's going to be the only detriment to him is the egos in his locker room, honestly. Yeah. We'll have to see. We'll have to see how the Nets do. Are they winning tonight? They won. Oh, they won. Kyrie they won. No, Kyrie did not play. Durant had 42. Harden had 32. Harden had a triple-double. There you go. Well, look at that. He turned it up in the third and fourth quarter. I stopped oh, watching after the second. way into Brooklyn so he can lose a couple pounds on the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John That's old joy. I hear him compared to... Uh, Dennis Rodman on the uh, the Bulls, like he'll just go and party one night for all night, and then just drop a triple double the next day, and he could just do that the whole season. Oh man! I'll tell you one thing though: James Harden probably has the most ripped neck ever because that beard <laughs> has to be heavy. <laughs> that thing's got to be heavy. Have you seen picture, oh, rookie pictures like of Harden? It it's bizarre. It's, like he doesn't it, look like him. He doesn't look like James Harden. I mean, hey, skinny, no. Let alone. <laughs> <laughs> but the no beard, it just it's so off putting. No, it, yeah. it does not look right. It looks like the most awkward picture. It looks like try someone tried to Photoshop it out and like messed <laughs> up and put someone else's face there uh, below the mouth. Yeah. That's so funny. Uh okay. Uh disappointments. Right. I only have one and it's the only one that should ever matter. And it's the Raptors as of Friday, starting three and eight, thirteen in the east. I don't know what's going on. 21st in defensive rating, 16th in offensive rating. Norm Powell, talk about OG. Like, what's Norm Powell doing with, like, does, is he even playing basketball out there? I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's good to see Siakam starting to, you know, pick it up a bit. You know, he's getting back up to where he should be. I'm not overly worried about the Raptors, but, I mean, Siakam misses two back-to-back game winners. You know, those go down. You're five, you know, you're, you're five and six. Instead of three and eight, I don't know. I just think they're really missing Gasol and Ibaka. And I think they screwed up. And I think they should have gone hard for one of them instead of trying to get both of them because they ended up losing both. I think they needed, I think they needed at least one of those guys to stay competitive. Yeah, see, I think, I think that it's good that we're having this adversity early. I think it's good that Tiago's missed those two final shots because you watch over the last couple of years, certain players who have these chances early on, they miss it. And then by the end of the season, they're hitting them. 
Like you look at Tatum last year, he missed a few in the beginning, but then by the end of the season, they've had those opportunities. They've they kind of shaken the nerves and they're able to do it. I still think the Raptors are a top four seed in the East. I think they still, you know, over the course of the season, things will shake out properly and they'll still be top four. But yeah, huge disappointment. Now they got to climb a hurdle all season long. Yeah, especially in a short season, right? Like like starting off like this is that much more difficult, like that many less games you can use to get back. And I mean, I, th- I think it, it needs to be said that they're the only team not playing at home and they're their own little bubble. And we heard a lot of players talk about the mental stress that they went through last year in the bubble. Like even Siakam talked about it and they're right back in it again, not with their family. I don't know how... You know, if they can go, if they have homes and families in Toronto, I don't know if they can go back or when they can to go see that. I think that's, I think that's part of the issue here as well. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the one thing I will say about the Raptors is that to counter that point is that a lot of teams, the protocols in place because of COVID and because of everything happening is that you're only allowed one person in your hotel room when you're at away games, right? And you're not allowed to go out to restaurants. You're not allowed to get out of the hotel. So as much as the Raptors are stuck in a bubble always, other teams are stuck in a bubble when they're at least away. So I won't say that it's completely the same because it's not because the Raptors deal with it constantly. Uh, the unfamiliarity, you know, the the staying uh, in a, a town you don't know or a city you don't know, right, and an arena you don't know. So I'm not going to totally discredit it, but I am going to say other teams are dealing with it too. Now I will say too, um, to say that you're not disappointed from going from a team two years ago that won to you're tied for second last in the league this early on. And again, I understand it's still early. There's still time to bounce back and everything like that. Or for a team that's uh, known success for now the last, I'd say, good decade, um, they've either been getting better or been very good in the Eastern Conference. I think you uh, you have a higher standard for yourself and your fans have a higher standard for you. So to be second last in the league, and again, it's still early, would is definitely a disappointment i agree i think i had them finishing fourth this year i i don't think they're going to make it there i can maybe see them sixth or seventh after the start maybe if they can pick it up yeah i said fifth i believe yeah i said fourth and i the reason i think they're going back there is because kind of to the point i said earlier how close everyone is 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 in the standings you got to look at orlando their record you lose faults for the rest of the season like they're going to drop out of their cleveland no way are they this team for their whole season? They're going to drop out of there. I think Miami moves up. I think Atlanta moves up. The Knicks are going to drop back. Like, I just have this feeling that they're still going to get up there. Maybe not top four, but at least top six. There's, there's no way they're, I don't think they're playing that play in tournament. I'll put it that way. Yeah. I think they make the playoffs for sure. I don't know. I don't think they go far, but I think they'll make it. Yeah. I, I hold on to Boston. I don't believe in Boston because I hate Boston, but they're, I think they're a better team this year on paper, at least than uh, the Raptors. I believe in Boston. Okay. Here's my, here's my other disappointment outside of the Raptors. Cause we could talk Raptors all day long is Russell Westbrook. He's averaging a triple double, but they cannot win a game. They, that team is so bad. So I mean, like that's Bradley a huge Beals point for me. Too. He's he's averaging thirty, almost thirty five points a game, and they still they have three wins. But you know, my my disappointment is the fact that they are just 
down in the bottom because I, I honestly believe at the beginning of the season, you guys heard from Ron Mouth that Westbrook would be a MVP candidate if he could average a triple-double. He's averaging a triple-double, but I said he needs to do that and make the playoffs, and I don't see that happening. So that's a disappointment for me. Yeah, it's the East. Anything can happen. Yeah, when you said that, uh, when you said that Westbrook would uh, be an MVP candidate, I was like, "Oh, good, we're back to 2015." <laughs> but again, uh, I would say that was a stretch, Mark. Hey, he's averaging a triple double. I'm not wrong on that. So, if they can turn it around, he sucks. Okay, so imagine this: we fast forward to the end of the season. They're in the playoffs. He continues averaging a triple double. You're telling me he's not an MVP candidate? No, he's not. Even if they finish 14th, because you either way, still, it, it won't give him MVP. No, he, he he would have to make the playoffs yeah, in order to be considered. Yeah, but if he continues the okay. the, um, the, the triple double, if the Wizards get playoffs, they're getting in through a playoff tournament, like the play-in tournament. They're going to get the eighth seed, and I can almost guarantee you, based on their roster, whoever they play that's the first seed is going to blow them out in the first round. So again. Sure, he might be top fifteen for for MVP voting, and sure, it'd be a great season for him to get the Washington Wizards back into the playoffs. But at the end of the day, if you get swept in the first round, you're not winning MVP. I'm sorry, it's just not how that. it goes. You have to get out of the it's first round, and they the regular season. It's regular voted season. after the regular season before well, the playoffs. They get in. He averages a triple double. <laughs> uh, I'm booking it again right now. I'm I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a call here and Durant MVP of 2021. That that that's my call. They yeah. It's LeBron's year. LeBron's okay. LeBron's year is next year when he signs or two years when he signs with the Raptors. Bronny gets drafted <laughs> to the Raptors and then they win the chip. His final year, LeBron MVP. Raptors second chip. LeBron's not retiring in two years. No, well, he's going to play. He's got his eight last seasons year. left. He's got. I mean, he could play till he's sixty for sure. You know what? He's, next he's guy, next though. podcast, we're going to say. Kind of guy, I think though. we should ask ourselves next podcast: How many rings do these stars end up with? And I want to know your take. Save it for next podcast, but I want to know your take on who, how many rings certain players end up with in their career. Okay, so we'll we'll save that for we the next podcast. Westbrook five, five <laughs> zero to five. Yeah. I'm seeing it now. Ooh, next five years, Washington Wizards, my friend. Washington, I think Triple has this w- curse against them. Like, like everyone gets injured. I just uh, it all never started win. when they brought in Jordan. It's true. Any any other uh, disappointments from the NBA season so far? Like, I, I would add. Luca's play hasn't been incredible, and I had him as my MVP, my MVP pick, so that's a little disappointing. I think this year, more so than last year, there's going to be like that quote-unquote asterisk on the champion because who knows, right? Like Your team can get riddled with COVID and not play for two weeks or whatever, and I just think it's going to be a difficult year for a lot of teams. I mean, every, every team's well, going through it too, but... Like you look at all the cancellations already. Come on, yeah, it's already happening, right? Cleveland's you look at teams like Cleveland's in eighth right now. Like, what's going on? I don't understand the NBA standings right now. And Detroit's in last. Oh, (laughs) okay, that's a safe bet. If you want to put money on a bet, 
and not make any money. That's no a safe way. bet. Minnesota got fleeced in that Wiggins deal. I'm going to say that. Got I fleeced? Oh, man. D'Angelo Russell does not fit on that team. I mean, I don't think Wiggins <laughs> fit on that team. No, because the yeah. team is just uh, like, it's, it's like, <laughs> who is it comparable? It's like, the, it's like the Cleveland Browns, okay? Minus this year. That's what hey, it's like. Hey, it's hey. Minnesota. Tread lightly, my friend. <laughs> Okay, or, or playing for the Leafs, okay? <laughs> Realistically, hey, listen, never gonna... the Leafs to win the Stanley Cup this year. Yeah, but that's because of the yeah. I have to pick them. <laughs> yeah, of course. I believe it. I really believe that in my heart. Listen, I've been saying the Leafs. This is their year for the since the lockout in 06. I've been saying that like it hasn't happened. I have yet. been saying the Leafs every year for the last 26 years, and it hasn't happened. <laughs> Well, before the 06, they were actually a good team. And they, yeah, they, were, they were a good team. They, they kind of remind me of the Brooklyn Nets. They had old aging stars. That's true. Oh, we could talk about like <laughs> old Leafs all day. We had every Hall of Fame in the 90s <laughs> on the Leafs between at the last year of their, their career. Yeah, Sundin, McGillney. Oh, those, those were the days. You're playing mini sticks in the basement between between the periods and the in, intermission, and then you run upstairs and you watch Saturday Saturday uh, hockey night in Canada on Saturday night. Stims on being Darcy Tucker. Oh, Darcy Tucker is my boy. All right, we're getting off topic. We could talk about Leafs twenty four seven. Any other last disappointments, surprises? Did we cover them all. I mean, injuries are always disappointing, but that's yeah, COVID. Disappointment. I think Fultz getting hurt is a big one because he was playing really well. Mm -hmm. For sure. I'm looking forward to him actually turning it around. Awesome. Well, that wraps up our inaugural test number one podcast. You won't ever hear this, but it's still fun to test test it out. Uh, Thanks for joining. Subscribe, like, do all the good stuff. It helps us out. And with that, we'll see you later.